Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Amanda. I'm Cassie. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And today we're talking skin health. So exciting. So did you know that the skin is the largest organ in your body? It is. It is a living, evolving tissue that requires as much care as our other tissues. We put our skin through a lot, right? Exposure to the UV rays from the sun, chemicals, environmental toxins such as polluted air, makeup, and more. Um, from a young age, I have been obsessed with skin care and skin health. Like, I'm a skin nerd. <laughs> um, I'm a lake person, so I'm in the sun a lot. Like, as long as it's warm season, I'm pretty much always exposed to the sun. And I'm pretty vain about aging. It's really bad. <laughs> um, and in middle school, I really started to struggle with acne. So I built a really strong relationship with my dermatologist. Shout out to Dr. B at Cox Health who's given me lots of evidence-based advice, and he's also really into nutrition, so we like to collaborate on nutrition and skin health things. So, um, if you or someone you know has been struggling with acne, premature aging, rashes, or other skin issues, consider that diet is a major factor in the health of our skin, and in many ways, our skin is just an outward reflection of our internal health. So, it's never too late to start protecting or improving your skin, so let's talk about how we can do that with food. So Cassie's going to start us off with the gut-brain-skin axis. Yes, very technical <laughs> stuff. So, so what is the connection? Um, there actually is a connection between your gut and your brain. And the gut contains billions of microorganisms that regulate digestion, immunity, and the production of hormones and neurotransmitters. In fact, 90% of our neurotransmitters, like serotonin, the feel-good hormone, um, dopamine, the reward-seeking, and GABA, which is focus, are produced by gut bacteria, which a lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. So when we have an imbalance in the microbiome, i.e. we lack appropriate amounts of the neurotransmitters, we can develop mood disorders, anxiety, and depression. So we know from decades of research that mental health is tied to inflammatory disorders, including acne, and mental health impairment scores are higher in acne patients versus a number of other chronic medical conditions, including epilepsy and diabetes. It's a vicious cycle. Okay. Now Alex is going to start us off with acne and GI symptoms. Yes, moving into acne and GI systems. Along with the psychological component, there have also been potential links that acne patients are at a higher risk for GI distress due to inflammation in the body and skin. For example, one study involving over 13,000 adolescents showed that those with acne were 58% more likely to experience GI symptoms. In particular, abdominal bloating was 37% more likely to be associated with acne. And again, this is a general link found, and acne and GI symptoms will depend also on other things, um, such as diet, sleeping, stress, that sort of stuff. Yes, more research is needed than this, definitely. Okay, Sarah. Yes, so your diet can have a positive influence on your GI health and your skin health if you're doing the right things. And to be honest, they're not really different from what we would recommend for general health, you know, for a lot of the clients that we see here. So like we've said before, focus on whole foods, healthy fats, consuming plenty of fruits and vegetables, complex carbohydrates, which will help you get in your fiber needs, make sure you're meeting your fiber needs, and additionally drink half your body weight in ounces of water. That can definitely have a positive influence on your skin health as well. 
And additionally, when we're talking about your GI health, you may benefit from eating foods rich in probiotics. I take literally a shot of kefir every day. I don't take probiotics, but I do. Literally, if you ask my boyfriend, he'll be like, yep, she has her shot glass. She fills it up with kefir, and it's like two ounces or so. And I have my kefir every morning. What a way to start your day. I know. Get my probiotics in. We've talked about probiotics before, but just as a reminder, that's a healthy bacteria that our gut needs to stay happy and healthy. And foods like kefir are fermented, and so they contain that healthful bacteria. It's also found in yogurt. Just make sure that you're finding a brand that doesn't have a whole bunch of added sugar in it. Kimchi has it, sauerkraut, miso, tempeh, all of those things are fermented, and they'll have a lot of that healthful bacteria included in it. Yes, and I love what Sarah said about the healthy eating because I think a lot of people miss that with they, they take probiotics, but they maybe aren't eating healthy. Mm-hmm. So the environment in your gut isn't going to help those uh, probiotics that you put in thrive. And so you're basically putting them into you an environment that they're not going to grow. So it's not very helpful. So the foundation of a healthy gut is that whole food, you know, nutrition base that Sarah was talking about. And then you can add in the healthy stuff and have a place where it can thrive instead of die off and the unhealthy bacteria take over actually don't want so right. that's yeah. such a good point <laughs> all right so we talked about acne and gi symptoms now we're going to move on to premature aging wrinkles fine lines loss of elasticity things like that so is there anything we can do to stop this from happening no definitely not <laughs> there are many things we can do to slow it down or make it a little bit better and i found that the anti-aging skincare industry is a 170 billion dollar industry billion with a b And much of that money is being funneled into research that supports nutrition interventions for aging skin. So I'm going to talk about collagen because I'm very passionate about collagen. (laughs) I'm a collagen nerd. So collagen is the most abundant protein in mammals. It's found in all of our cells, especially in our connective tissue, such as our tendons, ligaments, cartilage, and skin. And as we age, there is a serious decline in collagen in your cells. So you can increase your collagen intake through whole foods like bone broth. You can buy that in a carton at the store or in a jar, or you can make it yourself. It's really easy to make. Um, Contact me if you want a bone broth recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Also, fish, chicken, citrus fruits, egg whites, and berries are high in collagen. If you're not doing it through whole foods, you can supplement it. Now, we're not saying that it's better to supplement it. You would want to get it through a whole food. However, you can mix that into any hot or cold liquid. I put it in my coffee every single day. Um, You can put it in smoothies, yogurt, literally anything. Collagen contains an abundance of amino acids, which are protein building blocks that promote skin elasticity, hair and nail health, joint health, and gut health. Um, Collagen from grass-fed and pasture-raised animals, which has been cold processed, or it'll say non-denatured, contains an amino acid called glutathione, which is the main amino acid in the muscular junctions of our intestinal lining, meaning that it also helps to heal your gut, which can heal your skin. So that's collagen. Now moving on to the antioxidants. Yes, vitamin A, C, and E is what we'll talk about. So first starting off with vitamin A, um, that's retinol is a common topical skincare ingredient. It's derived from vitamin A and it has many years of research behind its brightening and tightening effects on the skin. So you can put it on your skin and a lot of people start using this, I'd say it's recommended typically um, in your you know 20s and 30s. And so I've used it for years um, myself as well. So, um, so it, it does make you more sensitive to the sun and one of the best 
best ways you can not age your skin is to wear sunscreen and sun protection. So, um, so I love the sun as well. And so, um, but I will almost 100% of the time have a hat on. So, because that's even better than sunscreen, because um, sometimes you still get some of that aging if you don't have a hat. Um, when we we have funny family vacation pictures, because my husband is a dermatologist, <laughs> and so he has his sun shirt and his hat and you know all the things. And so, um, and I I do not wear all of that on the beach, but I do have my hat on. <laughs> I'm never gonna look at a family picture of you guys the same now. There's the sun protection. Oh yeah. Well, you think about all the stuff that people used to do to get tan. Like my mom said, she used to like, was it iodine? Oh yeah. That you would like rub all over and lay out in front of her dorm room. She's like to try to get tan. Yeah. So I know. Sorry, mom. Well, we I did that too. I had the baby oil and you know, yeah, go out. It's not good. So luckily, my mom's a redhead, and so she and we're from South Texas, and so she was sunburned so horribly when she was young she would always help us not get sunburned mm. so so yeah. we had some even though I was born in the 70s um, where people love the sun <laughs> and didn't care about aging um, I still had some good some, you know skin care whenever I was younger so yeah um, okay so back to vitamin A's <laughs> um, so so that's you know you can put it on your skin um, again make sure that you realize that it does make you more sensitive to the sun and when ingested vitamin A functions in cell regeneration especially in skin and eyes so it can it can improve the texture, appearance, and elasticity of the sin, skin. Uh, vitamin A is found in deeply pigmented orange, yellow, and red foods, such as butternut squash, which it's a great time right now to eat some butternut squash, carrots, sweet potatoes, mango, papaya, and apricots. Love it. Now we're moving into vitamin C. The main role of vitamin C is cellular regeneration, which means it's important for cell turnover of the skin. It keeps our skin looking bright and helps new cells grow while old skin cells slough away. Vitamin C can be found in many foods. The highest concentrations of this vitamin are found in guavas, kiwis, bell peppers, strawberries, oranges, papaya, broccoli, and tomatoes. And vitamin E, it's also an antioxidant. That's actually vitamin E's main role in the body is, is functioning as an antioxidant. And research has looked at its possible role in helping to protect our body from cell damage. That also includes you know, cell damage that occurs to our skins, especially from sun exposure. And it also plays a role in cell membrane structure and it helps to keep our skin supple and hydrated with its natural oils. So all good things. And vitamin E obviously can be found in food. You may also see it on your nutrition labels as tocopherol or alpha tocopherol. And it's found in foods like vegetable oils, wheat germ, whole grains, fortified cereals, seeds, nuts, and peanut butter. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about acne, we've talked about anti-aging, now we're going to move on to food allergy or intolerance related skin symptoms. Food allergies can manifest in, as skin rashes or hyperpigmentation, and in research it's often discussed in pediatrics as babies will have an allergic reaction to a new food that manifests in eczema, atopic dermatitis, or dark spots. Then an allergy test is conducted to diagnose the allergy, it's removed from the diet, and the condition can go away. In adults, much research is being conducted about the link between skin conditions and food sensitivities. Um, we don't know all of the answers yet, but it's definitely being looked at yeah okay. and then moving into possible culprits the foods most commonly tied to skin manifestations such as rashes scaliness dermatitis are dairy and gluten there is thought to be a physiological mechanism between the digestion of these proteins and the reaction of the skin cells however this is not a great reason to start cutting out gluten dairy and all that kind of stuff 
Um, if you feel like you do have like scaliness, dermatitis, what we're saying is let's not cut everything out. Let's talk to a healthcare professional and then see if we can kind of find a route um, if that is causing it or if there's some other thing that's causing it. So there's definitely more research that's needed for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and remember these manifestations are not common and the majority of the population will not have these undesired symptoms related to certain foods. However, we know that it happens and if you feel like you have this recurring skin condition and you think it might be related to your diet, first of all, talk to a clinical allergist. Even though there are nutritional implications for skin health, it's still not our area of expertise. So talk to someone who deals with allergies like a clinical allergist. If you feel like you need to talk to a dermatologist, go to a dermatologist. And then if other things have been ruled out, that's where we can come into play and we do a limited elimination diets on a lot of clients that feel like they have certain skin or GI reactions to certain foods. So that's where we would come into play for that. Um, and, and doing that elimination diet can help you follow certain protocols to determine these trigger foods. And then we you know weigh pros and cons of keeping them in your diet or eliminating them from your diet. Yes, that makes me excited about all the research that's coming about skin and food. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just to summarize, nutrition does play a role in skin health. Our skin is an outward reflection of our internal health, or it can be. The microbiome of our gut is tied to skin health through the gut-brain-skin axis. We want a diverse and flourishing microbiome for optimal skin health, but more research is definitely needed to establish a clear connection between these elements. Collagen intake, both from whole foods and supplement form, is a protein source that is shown to improve the look and feel of skin. The antioxidants include vitamins A, C, and E. These function in cellular regeneration and keep our skin looking bright, supple, and elastic. And finally, skin rashes and inflammation can possibly be a manifestation of food allergy. So consult a clinical allergist, dermatologist, if you think this might be true. And remember last time we had that whole podcast about the food allergy testing. So be sure, um, like Amanda said, you want to go see an actual allergist or a skin professional um, and you're not doing the mail-in um, skin allergy testing and thinking you're getting answers. It would be nice if it was that simple, but it's not. <laughs> so we just don't have um, the science behind that yet. So I just want to remind everyone um, that it may sound really great, but that's um, not necessarily what is going on with you. So, um, and then also I want to give a quick shout out to um, Healing Hand Skin Therapy. So um, because she does a lot of the, the vitamin um, C and those kinds of serums here, she's a local business and they take really good care of you. I get a facial every month. Um, that's my Jealous. little treat um, and it's amazing. And so I've seen a big difference in my skin because they can do some you know deeper treatments. And then um, like I mentioned and Amanda mentioned too, um, sunscreen and skin protection is one of the best ways too. And as you notice, all the stuff we typically recommend, you know, we eat healthy and it really does make a difference in your skin. If I know I sometimes when I go on vacation and maybe I'm not eating the healthiest foods always, I can tell a difference, yes. you know, in my yes. skin health. And so I think if you really focus on that and focus on the day-to-day -day healthy eating, you'll see a difference in your skin. So I love this topic. Me too. Yes. I love skin health. I'm a skin nerd. For sure. Remember too, because I'm someone who has struggled with acne my entire life and I still struggle with it. And I do eat just like I recommend that my clients eat fruits and vegetables, water. I exercise, I sleep well, I don't smoke, I'm at a healthy weight. 
food isn't always the culprit. So, mm-hmm. and that's where seeking out, yeah. you know, that's a good point. Yes. Yeah, so you can always fix it with food. Yes. And if you do have skin problems, yeah. it does not mean you eat unhealthy and don't let yourself feel insecure yeah. about your diet because you struggle with things too. Um, because you know, people who don't have healthful diets could have perfect skin and they got dealt those awesome gen- yes. genetic cards. <laughs> so just to wrap, this has been another episode of Practical Nutrition. We're so glad you joined us today and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.